What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Alright, it is emergency podcast time. Uh, David Morissuti here with Jake Middleton. Uh, we might be able to get Austin Owens in tonight. He is uh, on his way home from somewhere. I'm assuming his grandmother's house. She lives a little outside of uh, outside of uh, the city. So uh, if we can get Austin on, we'll get Austin on. But the main reason why we're doing this emergency podcast is because Eric Silgar got traded. Huge. Mm, yeah, but I think we're missing something. Oh, yeah, Marcus Stroman got traded. Yep. To the New York Mets. Ooh, I thought you were going to give a little more, uh, little oh, more. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> I'm building towards on it. The New York. The New York Mets. The not last. The Yankees. The, we all... not, not the pinstripes. Well, the other pinstripes. The not the blue, the not the uh, what do they call it? royal blue, navy blue and white. It's like what even what do they even call the color? They're orange. They're burnt orange and blue. Oh, I mean, we've been talking about New York for God knows how long, and the other New York team ends up being the one to uh, to pull a trigger. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, I mean, everyone who's a Blue Jays fan knows. Uh, the Blue Jays traded Marcus Stroman to the New York Mets in exchange for uh, pitching prospect uh, Anthony Kay and another prospect in uh, Simeon Woods Richardson. Both of them were highly regarded pitching prospects in the Mets organization. And Two of the top three prospects in the Mets uh, yeah. organization. Their top pitching prospect and their second, basically their two top pitching prospects, in exchange for Marcus Stroman, 
Um, a deal that caught a lot off guard because, okay, while we were most likely expecting a Strowman trade to come, uh, the New York Mets were nowhere near on our radar until we saw that little report saying that the Mets were going to try to f- trade Noah Syndergaard and use the return to get Marcus Stroman. Now they have both Marcus Stroman and Noah Syndergaard. And history would dictate that when the Blue Jays trade a pitcher to the Mets, it doesn't really work out for the Blue Jays. But we kind of have a bit of a reverse situation right here where the Mets are dealing for a guy who is a little more, I mean, who's obviously an established starter, and the Blue Jays are the ones grabbing the prospects. Mm-hmm. And now the Blue Jays are hoping to do to the Mets what the Mets did to the Blue Jays with Syndergaard. Correct. I'm surprised. Um, I'm obviously not surprised that Strowman got traded, but the trade to the Mets just, I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what the Mets are doing. Um, I have no idea. Because, look, people people are having uh, mixed feelings about the Strowman trade. Um and I get that, but when you look at what the Blue Jays did here, is a they got ahead of the market. Sometimes teams either teams don't like to establish the market because, you know, let's say the net the the Mets had traded Syndergaard and the Blue Jays tried to trade Stroman, that makes it a tougher job for the Blue Jays because they're trying to get the most out of Stroman. But most teams now have the Syndergaard trade as like the comparable. I felt like when that report came out that the Blue Jays wanted the what the Rays got for Chris Archer, I kind of laughed. I never thought that was I never thought that was gonna happen because everybody knew that was a massive overpayment. Those are those are types of deals that just make any any team say nope, not happening. And the and we heard it we and and we heard about the Yankees. We heard about uh, they wanted Garcia, who's you know. If we were to rank Garcia, where did we say Garcia was ranked among? Debbie? Yeah. Debbie is like uh, in the 50s. He's one of the – he's the Yankees' top prospect. He's the Yankees' top prospect. I'm trying to remember who um, – uh, where he ranked on Baseball America. Okay, now I question you, Jake. When you look yeah. at top 100 prospect lists, do you look at Baseball America – MLB Pipeline, what's your go-to usually? Well, there's there's three that are really good. It's Baseball America, MLB Pipeline, and Fangraphs. Yeah. Um, I like Fangraphs. Fangraphs is really in-depth with players in particular. They have like pro- they have profiles, pretty in-depth profiles on, um, on every prospect pretty much. I like MLB Pipeline because it's so easy to read and – it's got pictures and stats and everything like that. That's my favorite one. Um, and Baseball America, I'm pretty sure, is a, has a paywall. So I I do. I do not have a Baseball America subscription. I probably should, but um, I haven't gotten a chance to read theirs. So Baseball America uh, did do a story about the, uh, about the trade and just kind of – they don't go over where these guys rank, though, so – I'm not too sure where I can pretty much put a value. And this is the thing. Prospect rankings 
Could be They're subjective. subjective. Very so. subjective. That's you. You took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, there was one point where I think Bo Bichette was like really like it was like nowhere near like the top fifty at one point. Then he shot up the rankings. Like they, rankings change all the time. It's just how it's just the way it goes. Right now, the Blue Jays have a t- top ten prospect in Bo Bichette. Like MLB Pipeline had him as a top ten, and I believe Baseball America also had him on a top ten. Uh, then you have Nate Pearson, who went from 76 to 14 on MLB Pipeline. So these rankings change after you know guys get called up. Then you- I, I mean, another thing is they, they just updated the rankings. I think it was on Wednesday, and Anthony K was 94th on on the ranking before they updated it. So it's not like it's not like he's some scrub that is out of nowhere. And if you look at his double A stats, they're unbelievable. I mean, he's just I don't know what it is, whether it's, you know, the league, I know the Pacific League that the Mets play in is really hitter friendly. Uh, maybe that's it. Maybe it's bad defense. I'm not really sure. I, I can't attest to saying I've seen more than him pitch a couple innings. But, I mean, he's he has the talent. I mean, you saw what he did in double in A, and now he's in triple A. Maybe he gets the kick in the butt by going to the Bisons, and and we'll see where he is. I do envision he'll be a September call-up, though. Yeah, and um, we're looking at teams that, you know, so if you look at the Blue Jays' uh, top prospect list on MLB Pipeline, Anthony K is now a five. Yeah. Like, Simeon Richardson's probably seven, I'd guess. Uh, he is, exactly. Yeah, yeah probably, he's probably the similar as Paradino, something yeah, like that. Like, Kay and uh, Richardson are basically sandwiching Paradino. Yeah. Um, then know, Manoa's uh, probably four. He's four, I think he's he is. He's four, and Pearson's two. Yeah. And uh, Kloffenstein? Yeah, Adam Kloffenstein. Kloffenstein, my bad. Uh, he's 11. Shadri Foley is 12. Um, like, you know, the Blue Jays, but the thing when we, we talked about this year, they just added two prospects that made up their top 10. Make up their top 10 in this trade. Yeah. And there's a couple of things here I wanted to bring up about and this. And they'll, pro- they'll probably add maybe one or two more. By trading Hudson with Giles or Giles by himself and Hudson by himself, we'll get they'll get some good players for them too. So it's not like it's it's done, um, but no, yeah, we'll yeah. see. The Blue Jays got the tough tougher deals out of the way. Um, and and look, there there's a, a lot of mixed reaction on Twitter. I actually put up a poll on the tip of the tower account. I actually should pull that up right now so that I can um, bring it up. But there was a couple of tweets I wanted to bring up here to get a sense of what the fan reaction has been to uh, to it. So we've had most of the people are saying too early to say when it comes to how they feel about the showman trade, and that that's the big thing right now. The Mets know what they're getting with Stroman, and with but the the Blue Jays don't know what they're getting with the with these guys yet. There's just no way to know right now. And so I understand that 
this feels like it's taken a step backwards. Um, when, when I look at what Strowman did, yes, was he a, um, a good pitcher? He was. Did he have big moments? Of course. But you look at the grand scheme of where the Blue Jays are now, Strowman is a... Um, he's a three on a good team. He's a three on a good... Like for the Mets, he's a what? A four? Three, four? If you look at the rotation. Who? Who? Strowman. For the Mets, he's probably the three. Okay. On the Blue Jays, he was their one right now. Because they're awful. Yeah. Um... There's a there's, so there's here's a tweet, uh, the or is it? Did he delete the tweet? Why do people delete tweets? Have yours? Oh, I think he deleted the tweet. What a who? Uh, Leafs IMO. The one that Austin had sent us. It was like you no know, when the Blue Jays trade. Oh, and the like they trade um, one of the best pitchers in in history for a couple of scraps. I can't believe like you, you people's uh, because you don't get the top ranked prospect in baseball, people automatically think you lose a trade. It's ridiculous. I mean, I I just just from my opinion, I don't think they ever were gonna get that. Uh, I mean, I, I have a I have a whole opinion on it if you want to hear it, but you can finish yours first. No, no, go right Here. ahead. Go right okay, ahead. Um, for me, you know, it's pretty simple. Um, I like Marcus Stroman personally. I know a lot of other people don't don't like the the shimmying and striking out like the, and the passion on the mound. I like that stuff. The thing I don't like is some of the shit he did this week. I don't have a problem with people going on Twitter and liking you know passionate messages from fans and stuff like that. I was not a fan when there was a report that. They were potentially talking about extending him, and he basically shot it down by himself. I didn't like the idea of controlling the narrative. It's like, come on, the guy's trading you away. He know he know, We all know that, but at least give it. Please just give up. Give us some semblance of leverage in this situation. And he just wouldn't do that. He always tried to control the narrative. I mean, he want. It was known he wanted to get traded to the Yankees, and I mean. I don't know if he's happy to be going the Mets, but um, I just I just don't think there was any way he was re-signing here because of that. I think he was prickly. He was more than happy to basically just shit on management online, and that's just not going to work. Um, in this deal, I think the Blue Jays uh, got in front of the whole market because I think this market nowadays. Nobody gets traded for elite pitcher, or nobody gets traded away for elite prospects anymore. I mean, the last time we saw a really good return, the past two that we've seen have gone horribly wrong. That Edwin Diaz trade, where <laughs> the Mets gave up two top 75 guys, two guys that were in the Futures game, and Edwin Diaz and Cano, that deal looks horrible. And then the other one is the Chris Archer deal, where they gave up three top 100 prospects, and that looks horrendous. If you watched Chris Archer today, he got lit up. He allowed like six runs in the first inning. I mean, teams were are prospect hugging. You know, you had the Dodgers saying they're not going to deal any of their top four prospects. The Yankees don't want to deal any of their top prospects. That's just what these teams are doing. All, analytics now in baseball 
has made it so you're less likely to trade young talent for older talent. That's just the way it is. I mean, no more gone are the days where guys would just throw away top prospects for rentals. That doesn't happen anymore. I mean, he, I think Ross probably looked around and said, you know, it's not going to get better because I, I think Stroman was the best guy on the market who was actually available. I mean, I would be stunned if a guy like Mike Miner got more than him or Zach Wheeler or someone like that. I, I would personally just don't see it. But, I mean, we all, I think with most fans, they were underwhelmed. That's what I would say my reaction to the deal is. I'm underwhelmed over than mad. You look at it, the Jays have no good pitching prospects outside of maybe Nate Pearson and I guess added Alec Manoa and the and Kloffenstein, but these are kids that are a couple years away. They doubled that. They got two top top they're two top five pitching prospects for the Jays now. Kay's probably gonna play for the team next year or in September. And they got in front of it. They got an eighteen year old who I think is the youngest guy in the high in high A class high class A and he's been unbelievable. He's got like ninety seven strikeouts to fifteen 15 walks and both these guys have great K to nine rates and they also have great spin rates, which is a big thing that teams are going in on. And I just, I also don't think teams value Stroman the way we do in Toronto. I mean, he doesn't have big strikeout numbers. He's a ground ball pitcher and he he doesn't help that he's going to probably the worst infield defense in the league. And He's also very inconsistent. Like last year, he was terrible. Year before that, he was good. Year before that, he was terrible. It's just he he does split opinions. But I have no problem with the with the deal. I, I don't think the Jays won. I don't think they lost. I just think they did what they had to do, and now you can move forward. They they've been trying to get rid of the past. They've dealt with. I think there's what two guys left from that 2015 playoff run: Smoke and uh, Sanchez. Uh, I believe so. Technically, Dalton Pompey is still kicking around. I mean, in the majors. But, but, like, on the actual team right now, yeah, those are the only two. Uh, when I look around the Diamond and the... Uh, yeah, because B.A. Genie was 2016. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Like, you... This has been a... Look, what happened... Look, we saw what 2015-2016... Sorry, what happened in 2015 was never going to happen again. That was... And you're never going to see a... I don't even think you're going to see an MLB team do that again. Go all No, not with the way... Like, the reports that are also coming out are the Yankees weren't willing to include Clint Frazier or D.B. Garcia, their best pitching prospect and probably their best hitting prospect. So, I mean... You're looking at you're looking at anything else from the Yankees. I'd have no interest in it. So I mean, they don't have pitching. Uh, their top position player in the minors, they're never trading him. Jason Dominguez, the 16-year-old, they paid I think five million for. So I, I don't know. I'd have to see other deals for comparable players like Mike Miner or something like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think people people saw the names, guys like Debbie Garcia. You had John Paul Morosi saying, you know, Bruce Dargatterall, who's a top 50 pitching prospect, Alex Krilov and stuff like that. And maybe we had our sights set too high, but, I mean, getting a guy that was basically a top 100 prospect a week ago and a high, 
high upside arm, an 18 year old who throws like 99 miles an hour and is already in high A ball will probably be here in maybe a year and a half or, or two years. I, I think it's not a bad deal. Yeah, and there's a couple of, of layers to this, and you, you brought up a lot of good points there. In that one, teams are not teams right now are looking. It's like trying to buy a Ferrari on a Chrysler budget. You're tr- exactly. You can't. You can't expect to rob teams of their best trade assets and th- and, and try to rob them of that. It's, teams, I think, have gone a better job of evaluating prospects. Um, I, I also think just the outside, like the way I, I mean, you can't tell me that these teams don't look at the baseball, you know, baseball America list, the MLB pipeline list, fan graphs, and you know, match up with their own rankings as well. It, it, you, you've nailed the you've nailed it when you said that analytics have really changed everything too. I mean, the Blue Jays were have become big on analytics with uh, you know ever since Shapiro came here with Atkins. Um, you, you see what they've been able to bring in ever since. You look at the guys that are in the top 10 of this of the prospect list. Most of these were, and even the top 20, most of these were Shapiro and, Shapiro and Atkins. And yet you're getting people calling for them to be fired because they traded Marcus Stroman. This- I, I don't think that. I mean, the thing is, People are mad because of you know they didn't re-sign Edwin and Carnacion. They didn't extend Bautista. Thank fucking God they didn't do that. By the way, yeah. Um, and they they trade. They held on for they held on to Donaldson too long. I mean, if they re-signed Edwin and Carnacion, he's been traded twice since he signed that deal. Uh, he wouldn't really have fit on this team now. The one that does hurt is. Donaldson, but I mean, it's not like they're going to the clubhouse with baseball bats and hitting him in the leg. The guy's arm fell off. Like, what? I don't understand what they could have done. Yeah. I mean, they just have had things go against them, and fans think that they're doing this on purpose. Uh, like, I, I'll never understand. They're like, oh, they're sabotaging the team. It's like, why would they do that? One. I mean, I just I don't understand the bashing. Like, I'm I'm not their biggest fan. I've I'm not someone who's just like, yeah, best GM in, in baseball. No, love him. But, either. I mean, it's just so unfair to grade him on things that he can't control. Mm-hmm. And then then also, you got to look at where they came from. I mean, look at Cleveland. Cleveland has probably the best starting pitching in all of baseball. Really good young, young stars all around the diamond. Oh, They've yeah. been a playoff team, what, the past four years. Made a World Series. I mean, if they can be anywhere near that, plus they actually have money, I would take it. I just I think people are way too quick to judge, especially after Alex, because Alex was Canadian and you know he was someone that liked going for it and stuff like that. But they got to stop acting like Alex won three championships here. He didn't. They didn't even make a World Series. Uh, he got lucky in that all the prospects that he traded pretty much turned to shit except for Matt Boyd, but. I mean, they didn't. It's not like they inherited this rich uh, franchise full of prospects and young players. That was an old team, and they identified that it was an old team, and it wasn't. It was going to get worse before it got better. That's the thing, and you can't expect if you want a team to get back into a prominent position, 
You look at what the Leafs did. The Leafs realize it has to get worse before it gets better. Fortunately for the Leafs, you can win a draft lottery. You can you make a couple of picks, and they're able to come in right away. Baseball is not like that. You can't make a first overall pick and expect them to have an immediate impact. One player does not make your team. Marcus Stroman is not going to be the difference between the Blue Jays winning a World Series and losing one. Maybe in a final game where you need a guy to pitch and you know, and you need to throw someone out there, that's where he has value. But if you're looking at what this team needs, they need multiple pieces. They need a new rotation, pretty much. I mean, Sanchez... You... I think they have one piece of the rotation right now. And it's Nate Pierce. Well, two pieces now. They got Anthony Kay and and uh, Nate Pearson, and those guys should be up by next year. They have years of control on those guys. Yep. Um, both have played it played in the uh, futures game and were stellar. Yep. Um, you you look at okay. You put Nate Pearson. He can be a top. I mean, top I think group. he's their ace. He's their ace. Uh, Baraki can be their four. Trent Thorne can be their five. Um, if Aaron Sanchez can even get, if he has another performance like he did today, if he can do something even close to that on a more consistent basis, he can be a third, a three, and you can find a two. It's always finding the one. They, you can also, they have no money on the books. They're saving tons yeah. of money. I understand they're probably going to be updating the stadium but they they spent money they're they're not going to be the dodgers they're not the dodgers yankees cubs no or red Sox. they're not going to spend 200 million dollars but they'll be in that you know five to ten range for payroll because i mean when they were winning. people also think they're being cheap it's like you know you make more money when you're better and you spend more money that's how you make money by spending it and having good players and people want to come see games and Ticket revenue and stuff like that. I mean, it it just doesn't make sense. But I, I like the core players they have. I think you know they have right now seven, seven or eight really good prospects who should be able to contribute in the next three years or something like that. And add in the fact that they're more than likely going to add two more prospects that are going to be really good because they're probably going to finish maybe third in the three to five hole uh, in the draft. And you look at. You look at this past draft, and then you look at MLB Pipeline. All the guys taken in the top three are in the top 25 of prospects. So you're going to get a franchise player in that position. Apparently, next year's draft is absolutely loaded. So there you go. And and I, I I you know looking at their past drafts, how can you not be you know confident what they can do there? They've done very well at the draft. And then yeah, like last year they got Kloffenstein and and uh, Conine and Groshans. Both of them look like they're really they're going to be really good. Uh, they got Alec Manoa, who people are high on. Oh, they I got like they drafted Bo Bichette. They drafted Nate Pearson. So I mean, all these guys have been drafted and developed. They obviously signed you know a guy like Orlevis Martinez. They signed Eric Peradino and stuff like that. And hell they're probably going to have a ton of money in the international signing pool so who knows and then i want to people who bring up the cheap aspect but no i mean what what do you expect they're going to be shit anyway what do you want them to buy who who would they even spend money on they don't i don't know who who exactly like look they're paying they weren't going to get patrick corbin 
No. They weren't going to get Bryce Harper. They not weren't going to get Manny Campbell. Machado. Like they're not spending thirty million dollars on a player when they're nowhere near contention. No, I mean they're not doing what Phil, the Phillies did with Bryce Harper. No, it's even the Bryce Harper thing hasn't worked out to the level. No, I I think that was atrocious. So I'm happy they don't have. What's he got? Like a seventeen year deal or something? Ridiculous. You the seventeen year deals should not not be allowed in baseball. No, I I think they should cap it at maybe ten. And, and like hockey did eight, I'm fine with that. In the NBA, you sign five. a guy to a seventeen. It's five. You yeah. sign a guy to a seventeen year deal in the NBA, your owner's gonna get shot. Or sorry, the owner's gonna shoot your G, the GM. But okay, I'm gonna look at the what the Blue Jays are paying for salary, not of players not even playing on the team. It's gotta be thirty million. Twenty million for Tulowitzki, sixteen point four million for Russell Martin. Kendrys Maraz is ten million. They ate part of Marcus Stroman's salary to, in the deal with the Mets. Uh, I think it was about four point eight million. Uh, Yami Garcia, two million right there. Solarte, they ate money. They ate a lot of money. People need to realize they actually put. The, no, Rogers took a big hit when it came to salary. Sure, are they paying a lot of money for the players on the team right now? No, but that's what happens when your team's not good. You look at what they have with Lourdes Gurriel. He's signed to a great deal now for what he's producing. Um, Ken Giles is going to be off the team because they're going to trade him. That's going to be one thing is you're going to need a closer. Um so, they could probably find a closer easily. So, I mean, they traded for Giles for Roberto Osuna. So, like, you can make trades to acquire. And the other thing, too, about building up your prospect cabin is if you need to go out and make a deal, you have, you know, a prospect pool to work from. You yeah, think- they probably, I mean, I don't know where it goes from with Bo Bichette leaving, but they'll probably still have a top 10 system. And like I said, they're even next year when they add – you know those draft picks, probably a couple top thirty-five, top forty picks. It will just get any, even better. Yeah, you, you know, and now with the way the teams are trading and such, they're not going to be going out and you know, let's say they're not going to trade an Alcmanoa or Jordan Groshans. Like they're not going to make those deals. They're going to trade guys like, you know, if a Sean, if Sean Foley doesn't meet his potential, if uh, Kevin Smith. I mean, I, I've heard some decent things about Kevin Smith. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. I'm looking at the names here. Like, there's guys you can move. Reese McGuire. Like, if, you know, Danny Jans is your main catcher, you can find a catcher, even a backup catcher. Danny Jansen is your guy. He's I've liked how he's improved this season, considering this is his first full season in the majors. Let these guys go through their grow, growing pains now. So when you're ready to compete, they've got the experience. They're young. They're controllable. That way you can go out and you can pay for some of the bigger free agents or even guys on the trade market. Because you know that some teams, especially players with a year of control left, they're not going to trade guys on expiring deals anymore. That's the other part I know people are like, but Strowman had a year of control. That's just one year. And for the Mets... This year's a wash for Marcus Stroman. 
It's what he does. Yeah, next more than year. they're more than likely not making the playoffs. No, they're if they make the playoffs, I will. I don't even know if I want to do a betting thing, but like, you're you're not going to see the Mets make the playoffs. Like, I'm I'm gonna look at the standings right now. If MLB.com would load. Oh my god, I'm never gonna do it again. Um, ooh, I got a little message here from Mr. Austin Owens. It looks like we might be able to get this gentleman on the podcast. All right, nice. Um, so I will grab, I will add him in a moment. Um, okay, I wanted the standings, and it goes to stats. You dumb, dumb sight. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, right now, if you look at the NL East, the Inc. the Mets are at fifteen fifty-five. Uh, Atlanta 62 they're 11 and a half games back of Atlanta they're 6 games back of the wild card so if they're trying to push for a wild card a little laughable because that means you're saying that you're going to beat either St. Louis or Washington for the second one so I don't, I don't get this idea that I mean the Mets. Were I, I think they actually have pretty good odds. Uh, Fangraph actually gives them pretty good odds because they have good starting pitching. Their just bullpen is so bad. So like right now, right now Fangraphs gives them. I think it was like an eight percent chance or something. Yeah, eleven point two percent chance of making the playoffs. So a lot higher than I thought. Yeah. Like for example, the Giants are fifty four and fifty two. They have a seven and a half percent chance of making the playoffs. I mean, especially their run differential. At least, if you're looking at teams that are in it, uh, Arizona. How are they at plus sixty six, but yet they're fifty three and fifty three? Holy smokes! I don't know. Arizona is super weird. Uh, the Mets are a minus twenty run differential, so they're actually like better than like let's say a team like. San Francisco is a minus 45. Philly is a minus Starting 20. pitching, they just have no bullpen. No. Um, you know, the Yankees, I feel like, are a big loser in all this. Because they're a team that could use Stroman. I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing with the Yankees. Um, especially since, you know, uh, George Steinbrenner died. They've won one championship in since 2003, so almost 20, almost, yeah, what's that, 16 years? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just very un-Yankee-like what's been going on with them. Um, they are holding on to prospects. They are, you know, not spending the big money. They're, they're not getting Machado, not getting, uh, not getting Bryce Harper. They... They had um, Patrick Corbin, who was grew up in New York and was a Yankee fan, and apparently they just didn't pony up the money to pay him. Uh, I don't know; it's weird, you know. Especially with the Yankees, have they weren't even willing to. Oh, I think we cut Jake cut off for a moment. Yeah, we lost the connection to Jake for a second. See, it was a pitching prospect. What? We lost you for a second there. So, um, yeah, you were bringing up the pitching prospects and stuff. Um, yeah. 
No, yeah. it's, it's just weird. The The way the Yankees have been operating is they've been operating like the, probably the most profitable team in baseball with kind of like a mid-major mid, mid, mid type of payroll team. And it's very confusing because their prospects have actually panned out, so I don't really blame them. But, I mean, in this case, if you've seen the way they've pitched the last 10 days, it's been nothing short of atrocious. Like, and I think they spend a lot of money on guys like Stan. You know, they bring in Judge. They bring in, um, you know, they, Glaber Torres has been good, but they don't want to. I mean, it was laughable when uh, when you try to add a guy like uh, the Blue Jays try to get, say, oh, we'll take Glaber Torres. That's never going to happen. Oh, and hi there. Joining us on the line, Austin Owens. Oh, there we no. go. It's good to be Hi, guys. So we're just talking about the Eric Sogard trade to uh, to Tampa. Oh, that's you know. the hard-hitting news I wanted to start with today. Yeah. Uh, let's go. And how we're going to win a championship now. Yeah, player we got to be two, named later two, two, two players to be named later. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. What? Have they, they haven't named the players. I guess they're to be named later, Austin, you stupid idiot. <laughs> no, the, I think it's because the Jays, what I read was that they're given – Five picks of players, and they're given five, and the Jays get a pick two. Okay. And also, some of them, some of them could be draftees this year. Um, and I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to trade drafted players until August, until after the deadline. I'm pretty sure. Oh wow. Okay. And they're not. They won't be eligible for. Uh, would they be eligible for minor league playoffs? Um, uh, I'm not. Sh- I'm, I, I'd assume so. I'm not really sure. Um, but I, I know for sure why uh, players to be named later are generally draft picks because you can't announce them until a uh, certain date is passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's what the Blue Jays did with the Donaldson trade is they did a player to be named later. Um, so, Mr. Wagus back. Mm-hmm. No, it was Julian Merriweather. No, oh, the, right. Wagus back was on, another deal. He was in the Kevin Pillar. Was it was he Kevin? Pillar? No, it was it was a deal from last year. Oh, uh, I just don't remember which one. It might have been like the the one for. Um, oh no, it's um, Aaron Loop. Yeah, it was one of the from relievers. Series. I thought it was uh, Clippers. So you can't yeah. trade drafted players until after the World Series has concluded. That's right, <laughs> and I believe that's when the Blue Jays had announced the Waggis pack. Player to be named much later. Well, let me see. Uh, when did the Blue Jays announce it? Trying to see. Because I, I know for a fact um, that's true because the New York Mets traded their first round pick last year, like almost immediately after the oh. World Series ended. Sorry, it's not. For, for the, the relief pitcher, Edwin Diaz. I'd, I'd say it's safe to assume you guys have already talked about the big trade today. Well, we, we were getting into We haven't done. We've, we've talked more about. What the Blue Jays are getting. Well, we haven't the really... optic, the optics of it, and stuff like that. Can but, I yeah. can I just say something very quickly? Go right ahead. The uh, not getting Tim Tebow, real real hard loss. Oh. I mean the the Argos need a quarterback more than you even know. <laughs> <laughs> you you practiced this one, didn't you? Isn't isn't Tebow in like Triple A? He's doing well. Ooh, no, he's not. He's hitting one sixty three in Triple A. Fuck, he's in AAA though. That's kind of impressive. That's I mean, he's, yeah, older, he's not doing right? badly. So, 
Holy crap, he was in 275 in double A. <laughs> he's going to be a September call-up. It's going to be Man, mania. I, I will say, if he somehow ever makes the majors, so much respect. Yeah, what a story. Dude has been absolutely dragged through the mud, and he doesn't give a shit. You'll have Tim Tebow and Marcus Stroman on the same team. Oh. It's a pretty interesting combination right there. That's an extremely interesting combination just because it's Toronto and Stroman. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Kloffenstein, Kloffenstein is getting his innings uh, bumped up. Tonight he pitched five innings, no earned, two hits, seven Ks. Nice. Stuff. And Manoa pitched yesterday. Pitched a scoreless inning. Scoreless inning with two Ks yesterday for Vancouver. Yep. He's more, he's mm-hmm. gonna, is he going to be more of a reliever or is he going to be a starter? Who? Manoa. Uh, he, he, he's a guy that was a reliever and he's he's now going to be a starter. I think they're stretching him out. Okay. Yeah. And Kloffenstein was oh, was he a third rounder last year? I wrote on him. I yeah, I think yeah, he was a third rounder. They paid way over slot for him. We were talking about that, the, yeah. like the package deal that him and uh, Groshans came in. Yeah. They were, he and Groshans were great pickups, though. Yeah. Ooh. And you I have... mean, just from the look of it, it's only been a year, but. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Jordan Groshans kind of had an injury, but yeah. he was in, he's in single A as an 18-year-old, and I think he's hit like 340 or something. So he's when he does get healthy, he should be in high A ball. He's going to be something. He's, he's the guy that I think you could throw at third base if you want to put Vlad at DH or first base. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Cause like, I, he's a perfect build for a third baseman. He's like, what, 6'2", 6'3"? Yeah, he's, he's a big guy. They, yeah. they're like, the comp for him was that this is very high. It was Chris Bryant. <laughs> because Ooh. Chris Bryant is, oh, yeah. is another like really tall third baseman. Yeah, and, and you're looking at the stats. Somebody had the stats on Vlad at third, and they have not been very, very good. Yeah, I mean, you knew what you were getting into coming in, let's be honest. He's going to, yeah, even... Make, it was his bat, not his glove. And... Yeah, and make him a DH first base, because Smoke isn't going to be a long-term guy here. No, and Telez um, has proven that he's not quite the guy yet. No, he sucks. He's a he's a backup fringe guy, if, and all due respect to Rowdy, but he wasn't exactly highly touted coming up, so yeah, it is what it is. But making the majors is not a no small thing. No, it's not. So being a backup in the majors is more than I will ever do in my life. So very much so, and not and, a big deal. And look, and we've we've talked on uh, Marcus Stroman, and the one thing I will say about about Stroman is, and Jake, you mentioned this off the top too, is like you know you liked what the guy brought in terms of the energy and you know the personality on the fi- on the field, maybe off the field, whereas where you're kind of like, eh. Not a huge fan, but, you know, 2015, that was, you know, heartbreaking when he when he had the ACL tear. He comes back, he, you know, he becomes, uh, you know, he gets into the rotation, pitched a couple of big games, especially the game five against uh, the Rangers. Um, yeah, he pitched the bat flip game. He pitched the bat flip game. Yeah. Um, you know, he pitched the wild card game where the Blue Jays walked off the Orioles. I was there for that one. 
Yeah. He pitched. I mean, he, this is not a Blue Jays moment, but he pitched uh, for Team USA at the World Baseball Classic when they won. Yeah, yeah just lights game. out there. Um, you know, he's had those big moment games. It's just, you know, this has, I think, less to do with like Strowman's performance overall. It's just at this point in time, where the team is, um, you know, maybe this will be a moment where he realizes too, like, you know, the team probably made contract offers to him and he probably didn't like it. He probably valued himself at one part and the team did another. And it's just, when you're at that stage, it's just better to, I think for the Blue Jays' sake is, you know, let him kind of realize on his own it's it's kind of harsh to say, but if a guy's not kind of falling in line with what you think he's worth, then you let him figure it out for himself. Yeah. Um, I think this is probably going to be the case. I mean, we talked about the Yankees, and I mean, Austin, the big thing I was saying is surprising that it wasn't the Yankees that pulled the trigger, but the Yankees now in a couple of years, they could go out and get Stroman as a free agent if he decides not to sign with the Mets. Yeah, and after what was reported that the Jays were trying to get from the Yankees, it's not really super surprising. No. I mean, we would have loved to see their top prospect here, but the Yankees are going to go a little more cost-effective, I think, especially with some of the guys they have at the top of their prospects. No, I don't, I don't know if uh, if you heard what I was was saying to, to David. I don't know if you were there, but I was basically saying how the Yankees have essentially completely transformed themselves since Hank, uh, since George Steinbrenner died. Like they're they're a they're like a really big, high payroll team that acts like a like a like a mid level mid major uh, type of one where they are hanging on to prospects. They are not spend not overspending like they didn't spend on uh, Manny Machado or Bryce Harper. Hell, even uh, Patrick Corbin, who said he wanted to play in New York. Yeah. Uh, they just haven't done that. And I mean, yeah, it's actually worked out. Yeah. Well, LeMayu is actually a fantastic signing. but Yeah, everybody hated it, though, at the time. Yankees fans were pissed because it wasn't Machado. But... And also because his splits outside of Coors Field. But I guess it just proves <laughs> that that was a, that was a lie. Um, but, yeah, they've held on to prospects. Guys like... Uh, look at the team they have now. It's basically all homegrown. Guys like Severino, um, Dylan Patances, uh, Aaron Judge. Uh, I know they didn't draft him, but Glaber Torres is a prospect they hung on to. Uh, the third baseman, Miguel Andujar, uh, Clint Frazier, you know, even guys like Debbie Garcia. Like, this is, this is what they're doing now. Hell, even the Dodgers do it. Who's the last massive contract that the Dodgers uh, paid for? All these guys, they've they have done or drafted and developed. Now they're just using their money to get more scouts, uh, stuff like that, and to keep their players. Like yeah, I can't think of probably the he's 100% going to be an NL MVP, but I can't think of one impact player for the Dodgers that they acquired by trade. They've all been yeah. developed. Yeah. And that's, the thing and the, that, that's, that's sort of the model you should be looking at as a Jays fan is always consistently draft and keep it stocked because if at any point you have a terrible um, farm system, you're not in good shape. you got to be able to balance it. Even the Astros have done that. Oh, very much so. I, I think that's the incredible thing about the about the Astros. You look at what the rotation is and then you look at the 
what they have as support below in the farm level, and you just like that's yeah, ridiculous. That's a team that's going to be around for a while as a top. And they team. had Dallas Keuchel a year ago. Yeah, yeah. and they said like it was now they got like Cor- Corbin Martin, Forrest Whitley, um, J.B. Bacoskis, times like team players like that, and they just keep getting better. Hell, the best bat in the lineup for Houston is a guy they developed, and they actually got in a trade. From the Dodgers, and a terrible trade in hindsight. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, who's probably going to win AL Rookie of the Year. The guy's hit like 340 in the four hole for a team that's about to win a World Series. Yeah. What also do you make? Uh, just, just kind of go a little, on topic, but off topic. There was a report about a like a, some commotion in the Blue Jays clubhouse. What do you think that would have potentially been about? I mean, We're, I'm this thinking is all speculation, it has right? definitely has something to do with Stroman darting out early, I would think. I heard it somebody bring up, it was interesting, that. something about maybe Shelly Duncan, because didn't he get reassigned to like yeah. the Midwest or something? I think he could have been, I mean, the Stroman leaving like right away and then the clubhouse being closed and then the Shelly Duncan news all coming out, sort of, sort of it tells you what you need to know. And it's also funny that... Uh, I think it was Nick Ashbourne that tweeted this out. The Blue Jays PR guys were just like, we're not commenting on Strowman, just look on Twitter. Like, it, it, it's, it's just, it was such a weird, weird thing. Because it's like, it's just like adding fuel to a fire. Like, Blue Jays fans were already losing their minds on Strowman. And then, you know, adding that, it just, this is really weird. And um, I've never seen a trade so universally disliked by both fan bases, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking that. I, I was like, oh, well. I'm trying to think of the last trade good. that everybody thought they lost. Anyone they've done. <laughs> well, Mets fans for sure. Mets, Mets fans have wanted ownership gone for years. I mean, the, the moves the Mets have made this year have been very questionable. I mean, yeah. trading for Edwin Diaz is fine, but picking up Cano's contract. That deal for Cano was bad. And then... Then also not just getting a salary dump, but also dealing two of their best prospects, two yeah. guys that started in the Futures game. Uh, <laughs> and then going further into the bank for your prospects, taking your two top pitching prospects and sending them away for a guy that's got probably, what, one in, one year of control, considering this year doesn't really matter for them? He only has one year left of control, and I think they're trying to play on the fact that it's New York, and he'll want to... He, he, when Remember, how was it, was it? The, when they were in New York, he talked so much about wanting to pitch in Yankee Stadium, be in pinstripes, in the, the Yankee pinstripes, and then the Mets were just like, that means we can go out and trade from him, he'll stay here. Did you see Stroman hit us with the reverse Taveras earlier? Him posting the little childhood photo in the Mets box? Yeah, that was that was pretty adorable. <laughs> that was a good photo, but... Yeah, that was. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it now. I'm like, son of a bitch, wow. he got us. He got us. The one-year zinger on Taveras. And I think his high school is like 15 miles from, from uh, City Field. So, I mean, it, I, I hope it works out for both teams. I mean, I, I like Marcus Stroman. I don't really like what he did, um, basically just ruining the leverage with them and saying, oh, there's no interest in them re-signing me. Like, I, I was just like, all right, relax, buddy. Yeah, it, that was sort of the last thing where it was like, 
I for this whole process, it was like I don't really know why they're trading Marcus Stroman and not resigning him, and then that sort of was like, oh yeah, it's sort of a thing on social media. Like as good of a guy as Marcus is, it's always been his thing on social media is just what's seemingly turned people off, people that well, don't like him. At least almost screwed the Blue Jays. Yeah, I'm sure that. it didn't help. Also, I didn't realize that the Mets GM was on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a big player agent. Why wouldn't he be on Twitter? He was uh, Cespedes' agent, didn't they? They just DeGrom, signed him just to too. get Cespedes back. Oh, and DeGrom, right. He had a bunch of Mets players. They brought him on, and then Cespedes broke every bone in his body doing something or other. I forgot that story, but whatever. Well... <laughs> I mean, for him, if you're Marcus Strong, you can't hate the fact that they moved you to New York. No, you're home. You're home. I mean, it's not the right New York team in Strowman's eyes, but, I mean, the Mets aren't going to make the playoffs with all likelihood, especially if they're actually trying to move Syndergaard. Okay, that's the other thing I want to... Do you actually think they're going to move Syndergaard now? I don't understand why they would at this point now. I don't see any way they would. I mean, they basically put their flag in the ground saying... We're trying to win now, so unless they get some unbelievable—I mean, unbelievable package—and you see what they asked from the Padres, they asked for Mackenzie Gore, who I'm pretty sure is the third best prospect in baseball. Yeah, and he's like 18 years old, and he's in Double A. Yeah, yeah. So, so the Blue Jays only pretty really really have two players left to trade. That's. Hudson and Giles. Like, I don't see them moving. Galvis? I don't see that. Because now you've made the room for Bo Bichette. We know he's coming up. Um, Can't wait. Like, really, how much more are you going to... Like, I think Galvis... Like, you talk about taking a clubhouse guy out with Stroman. Apparently, he was liked in the clubhouse. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you know... We saw that we heard about the Guru Jr. Um, you know, hugging him and saying, "I don't want you to go." But then, like Freddie Galvez is like the the you know for all the Spanish guys, he's like the their like their uh, Kendrick Morales. <laughs> you mean Latin American guys? Yeah, sorry, Latin American. My apologies. Um, all the Spaniards. I, I I think right now the Blue Jays put them themselves in a good spot in that. You know, they can assess the rest of the year with these young guys. Next year, they can, they don't have to necessarily go and be big spenders, but they can start positioning themselves to get into that situation. Because I believe Pearson will be up next year. People are like, you know, the year of control, you know, you want to also have the, the control, the service time. I mean, yeah, don't have to bring them up this year but eventually every prospect in the J system is well aware that Mark Shapiro wants to keep their service time at this point oh that's another thing in the in the Marcus Stroman trade they, they added 12 years of control yep. yeah you, you can't like you know I, I didn't think there was going to be an easy an easy resolution with the Stroman contract so yeah um and then, no, because they, they would have had to overpay him, you would think. Mm-hmm. Not because he probably, he, he probably would have commanded like eighteen yeah. or twenty million dollars. Especially after this season, he would have cost a lot more. And yeah. if he didn't have another season like this, he would have been would in have trouble been with it. that deal. Yeah. 
So because you never know, he could just revert back to like what he was last season, which is decent, but it's not what he's doing this year. Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with what the Blue Jays did, as long as they now realize you just traded Strowman, you're committing to go young, but now these young guys truly need pieces around them. Like you look at the guys that got injured, uh, like Matt Shoemaker. If they could bring him back, I would oh, do that. That was that was a tough one. Um, bring who back? Matt Shoemaker. Yeah. I really liked him. I don't know. You're probably trying to think what their rotation. I think you probably have to sign one guy. I wouldn't have an issue spending with a guy. Hell, even like a Zach Wheeler, considering he's kind of young. Yeah. Well, I was about to say, what are the free? What's free agency like next year? I think it's pretty weak. Yeah. I think the I think the top free agent is. Um, like Anthony Rendon, Garrett Cole, from the Nationals, JD JD Martinez, Marcelo Zuna, Bumgarner, Donaldson, Wheeler. Oh, Garrett Cole. I like. Um, he's gonna get Jake Odorizzi, Alex Wood, Madison Bumgarner. So Garrett Cole, there's zero chance the Jays sign him. He's amazing, and he'll probably get two hundred million dollars from somebody, but. Probably not going to be in the Blue Jays. Yeah, Sign so Matt we... Bum for all the money and hope he makes to the World Series. Dylan, Dylan Batanzas, yeah. I can see him leaving New York. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty good. Kenley Jansen's free agent. Marcelo. Um, Didi Gregorius, Marcelo Zuna, Yasiel Puig, Donaldson, Jose Abreu. All right. All on board. I'll bring Donaldson back. Say aye. Aye. Yes, sir. He's never going <laughs> I love the guy. He's never. He hits dingers. He won't come back here. No, he'll never come back after that whole thing. Then the free agents the year after that is pretty good. It's JT Real Muto, Yuli Gurriel, Starlin Castro, DJ LeMayu, Justin Turner, uh, Jake Lamb, Andrelton Simmons, Mookie Betts, George Springer, David Peralta, Michael Brantley, um, Trevor Bauer, Robbie Ray, James Paxton. Tanaka, Stroman, Jose Quintana, then the relievers Blake Trinan, Jeremy Jeffress, Alex Colome, Andrew Miller, Brandon Morrow. So pretty good. Brandon Morrow, yeah. bring him back. He'll be the ace. He'll be the Brandon closer. Paxton would be cool, but mostly just for a Canadian thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think uh, the Blue Jays are. I think they realize that this is the the time to to you know just. Put your money into getting rid of the bad contracts, like Tulo retiring. <laughs> remember, just I don't know Tulo. Just remember, I think he said last year, if there's somebody that is better than me, I will step aside. Mm-hmm. And it, nope. boy, did he eat his words. Yeah. Uh, he said that while Bo Bichette was tearing up <laughs> the minor leagues in the same position Tulo played. What do you what do you guys think about so somebody I don't know who brought this up somebody said maybe bringing up Obashet wouldn't be good because he's been struggling in AAA I just feel like you know what it'd be it would be a very uh, cruel thing to not bring him up considering just because he had a bad week yeah like he's been lighting it up he deserves to yeah. be up he's hitting like three thirty at least isn't he 
Uh, he's down to like 275. He's just like oh, three for his last 35 or something. Terrible trade him. He was hitting 340 at one point in AAA. Yeah, he was raking uh, probably before he so, went on the three for 35 run. I mean, he's not going to come up and light the world on fire. I mean, we've seen it with Vlad. Not every prospect is going to come up, so you better have tempered expectations, but this kid can hit. So from now until the end of the season, what's the thing you're looking forward to the most? Well, I think baseball. No, I actually don't mind watching them. They're at least <laughs> they're fine. entertaining. <laughs> entertaining um, as hell this weekend. But for me, for me, it's it's moving Giles and Hudson. Hopefully, in a package deal, getting back. Hopefully, another high impact young arm. Maybe a guy that's you know someone's top five prospect or one of their top two pitching prospects. And. September call-up, seeing some of these guys in the lineup, all the young kids, seeing how they can hit. I mean, right now, from what I've seen, uh, guys that I think are major league players on the team right now is obviously Vlad. I think Gurriel is oh my God. already going to be <laughs> a future piece. Bo Bichette is more than likely going to be an MLB player. And I, I, some people don't really like Biggio. I, I really I think, enjoy him. I think he's, he... He doesn't hit for a great average, but holy shit, he gets on base. I, he is he gets so many walks. He had like three yesterday. You can just uh, tell he's got that. He's got his dad's hitting mentality. He doesn't have the power yet. Like he's a small kid, but like he's gonna he doesn't hit. doesn't hit for a great average, but he's got more walks. He has more walks than he has hits. Yeah, that's that is incredible. I think if you look to the other two areas, I want to see someone take this charge is center field. I don't think they have an everyday center fielder right now. Nope. Um, then they need they need another arm, obviously. Put Gurriel in center. No, keep him. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, you, I can just hear some you, people though that are like, "You want Anthony Alfred to take that spot though?" That's like yeah. who they've been waiting for. You don't really have any top guys, though. That's sort of your issue. Is It is what it is. He, Teoscar's playing there, and he'll do the job for now, but he's a corner outfielder. And then I'm trying to think. I, I also just want to see who, pitching-wise, can actually be exciting going forward. Because I'm, I'm looking at what happened today with Sanchez. Like that's, that's just criminal, what happened to him today. That should have been a win. Yep. That's it's just it just sucks because he's pitched so well the last and then he gets in a then in the last inning they pitch him a couple two innings or a couple two batters long and somehow lets up four runs and then he gets a loss because the bullpen kind of implodes. Do you it's think... the same thing they were doing with Stroman a couple of years ago where he'd pitch like six good innings but they leave him in for the seventh and he would just yeah. get blasted in the seventh. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance Sanchez could rewrite his? himself back into the into the Blue Jays kind of picture down the road or do you think if he ends the season well and a team offers you something you take it I mean I, I just would flat out not trade him what's the point you're not you're basically at this point giving him away yeah um, I think the key for him is just he has to do he has to get first pitch strikes that's, I mean when he gets first pitch strikes he is able to attack hitters. I mean, that's what he was doing today. His fastball, his sinker was working, and his I think it was his curveball. Yeah. And he's, he's got, got a changeup too. Yeah, he's got amazing white belt stuff, and it's just so projectable. 
I it just it would make no sense for them to trade him, especially at this his current value. The thing for me with Sanchez is he's healthy. I mean, he lost all these decisions, but there hasn't been any blister scares. There hasn't been any fingernail breaks. I mean, he's good. He's losing, but this is the longest we've seen Aaron Sanchez go in over two years. Now, the other question is, does he get frustrated to a certain point where he asks out? I think it's just being a part of a rebuilding team. So I mean, Stroman dealt with it. Sanchez is going to have to deal with it because he's under control, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> he's, I mean, it's no, it's no secret to him, I'm sure, that it, he doesn't exactly have a world-beating offense. <laughs> and half these starts aren't him pitching badly. It's that he's, it's hard to get consistent run support from this lineup sometimes. That's the other thing, too, is I want... Like, Sogar was so good. If they can bring him back next year... He might be one of those guys that would consider it. Who knows? But he's also a guy that's going to cash in on his good year. So the Jays would have to pay more for him, I would think. Unless he's very, very nice. Yeah, that would be... That wouldn't be fun. Um, I'm just trying to think of anything else that we could bring up on this. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, should we should we give? I mean, you want us to give some scouting reports on who they got? Oh, yeah, let's. Uh, let's Pro- probably the important, probably an important thing to get into. What really... the players to be named later? <laughs> no, no, the players they got for Stroman. Okay, so we did discuss the two players. So we Anthony K, and I, I we went through who they got. What? Okay, how about instead of giving a scouting report, based on what you guys have read about these guys and what guys have tweeted out and scouts have said. What's, what interests you most about... Let's start with Anthony K because he's the the one that will factor into the Blue Jays quicker than... Probably this year. Yeah, than uh, Woods Richardson. What what excites you about bringing a guy like Anthony K into the picture? Jay? So you want me to go first and Austin sure. go second? Yeah, we'll do that. Please. <laughs> All right. Um, for me with Anthony K, the thing that interests me the most is he's a fucking lefty. The last day... <laughs> That was a lefty starter. Was Mark fucking Burley? The, they have one lefty in their entire rotation, or not even rotation in their entire pitching staff, bullpen even, and rotation. One, and it's Mesa, Tim Mesa. Oh, isn't Bur- isn't Baraki a lefty? No, he's a righty. Oh, Show he's a right-handed Burley, basically. Yeah. Oh, that's right. No, he he's a lefty. Um, that's the thing for me. He's a power lefty too. When I watch him, I. I've watched him pitch three times. I watched him pitch, uh, I think it was the Mets in spring training and at the Futures game. And I just watched uh, one of his last start. I think it was in Las Vegas or whatever the hell their team is. But, I mean, I watched him in the Futures game, and he has a really good changeup. And he also is a power lefty. He kind of pitches a lot to me based on his arm angle and his stuff. Pitches a lot like Jay Happ. Um, I'm also gonna call fake news that it is he is, Ryan Brocky is a lefty. Is he? Yeah. Mm, nice. Now we know. No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's just you know he's not a um, he's not a high velocity. He's not, he's a Mark Burley type. Oh wow, he is a lefty. But he also got shelled. He's been like crushed the last two games, which 
makes sense. Yeah. The guy hasn't pitched in the majors all year. We expected him to kind of go through his ups and downs of play. I mean, he started his year late too, so. Yeah, this started his first start last week. So. But I, I do think Anthony Kay is going to be better than Barucky, and I think Barucky is a four or a five. I think he's going to be a three or a four. He reminds me a lot of Jay Happ, who we had and was a pretty good player. Yeah, like, would you agree on that assessment, Austin? Yeah, I I haven't had a lot of time to read up on the guy. You know, he's 24 years old, so he's a little ahead than uh, most prospects you would see. But this is I also mean, his second pro year because his first year he had Tommy John. So yeah. this is his second year pitching. He's all already up in AAA, so he's moved really fast through the through the system. Another thing is what is really hot nowadays in baseball, especially with pitching, is K rates and spin rates, and he is elite at both of them. He has an incredible spin rate, especially on, you know, his fastball and his curveball, and he's got a really high K rate too. Yes, sir. Do you see him, Austin, figuring into the in the end of the season call-ups? I think he could at some point. I definitely would give him a shot at his age. I mean, why not? Uh, <laughs> by the time you're done with your pitching staff and injuries factor in, I mean, you don't know who's going to be. I mean, I think what is it? Reed Foley's going to be covering Stroman start in a couple days. Like Panona's in the rotation, Baraki, yeah. uh, Sanchez. Gavilio will probably start a game at some point. I think somebody had tweeted out what the updated rotation was. I don't I don't really remember what it is. Um, yeah, just whenever injuries happen, I know Panona and Gavilio are always those guys, and Reed Foley's now that guy that's just sort of the six for Toronto. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go on to the guy that I'm pretty excited about, uh, and Simeon uh, Woods-Richardson, 18 years old. Okay, he's 18 years old, and he's six foot three, 210 pounds. Pitching in, he is pitching in Class A. Um, he just got promoted right before this trade, so. Okay. He's in high A ball now. This is a guy awesome. who's hit 99 on the radar gun, and um, he recently said, and I'm looking at this person of interest report, attacking the strike zone is something I pride myself on. Love it. <laughs> yeah, for me, this is the exciting one. Um, he's I'm not sure what he'll be. Uh, he's obviously a worse prospect right now in comparison to Anthony Kay, but he's six years younger. Yeah. He's a power arm righty who has pretty similar. He's got elite spin rates, and he's got an amazing strikeout percentage. I mean, like you said, the thing nowadays that people love is velocity, and he he's 18. I mean, he's probably going to be able to throw harder when he's 21, and he's already he's already in high A ball. He's probably going to go in uh, uh, Dunedin, where they have don't they have one of the best minor league teams in like all of the minor leagues? They're doing really well right now. I think. So he could be able to factor into them and maybe on a run to a championship, whatever they're in the Florida State League. But he's the guy that is projectable. I mean, I've seen it with a bunch of Met fans. They were really mad to see him go. I mean, a guy that can throw 99 and has two above-average secondary pitches. He's got a changeup, and he's got a curveball. And he has really low walk rates. I think it was like 97 strikeouts to like 15 walks, which is freaking unbelievable. I mean, that's the guy you can dream on. That's the guy that has elite stuff, elite velocity, and elite control. And if he is... If he's in high A ball right now, he looks like a guy who could be 
a top top hundred prospect by you know next season's rankings. And he looks like a guy who has serious talent. And if he comes up, hey, maybe he could be what Noah Syndergaard was for the Mets when the Jays traded him. A hard-throwing guy that has just a ton of talent, and he puts it all together. Awesome. When you, when you see Blue Jays fans complain that we didn't get a top 100 prospect, but then you see the talent that these guys have, and you can argue both can be in the top 100 right now, especially... Yep. Uh, One of them was. One of them, that's the part, and Jake brought this up too, that, what, a week ago, one of them was on the top 100? K was 95, and that was before they added the entire 2019 draft class, so I'd say maybe 10 of those guys are in the rankings, so it could be like 103. I mean, people have become just ratings bitches nowadays. You got fantasy football, you got prospect rankings, people fucking love rankings, and they, they, they act like... It's got. They act like it's the Bible, like it's not something written in stone where everything about it is accurate. So I mean, you look at it. Last year, Nate Pearson wasn't even ranked. Now he's what, like a twelfth best prospect in baseball? Top yeah, fifteen. wasn't ranked. Yep. All those. He's guys. he's the same age. That's what I. That's what I'm interested in with this kid. Before I get to the thing, Dave, is that you have this nucleus now with, and I'm sorry, I'm going to screw this kid's name up that we just got. Um, he and then Pardino, um, you've got Manoa who just pitched in Vancouver and then you've got, uh, Kendall Williams who was the second round and Kloffenstein and Kloffenstein. They're all like in that 18 to 21 range and they're all going to come up together and that's going to be your future. It's going to be a couple years away and you're going to have some guys that need to plug holes on the way, but the future's there on the mound. You just have to wait for it. And that's what Jays fans don't like. Because after two years of being treated to playoff baseball, we're now supposed to have this quick turnaround. I don't know. This this deal is silly to me because Strowman's, yeah, he's he's a good pitcher, but he's not an ace. I'm just going to get that out of the way. He's a 2-3 guy, and the outburst from fans is the people that Strowman has a fan base and a nucleus of fans that is unlike a lot of players in this league where it's the HDMH thing, his brand really connects with people. So there are people that go to bat for him no matter what, and it is what it is. Um, that's why people are upset. Which is fine. I mean, I don't yeah. have a, pro- a problem if you're mad because of your favorite player was traded. Yeah. But, be obje- you know, we have to be objective about it. Because I have to go we're... get a New Jersey now. Do Am I upset? No. We got prospects. We get something that will help us, as Jake said, Six years of control versus yeah, twelve. Now, if you combine them both, yeah. For the the prospect thing with the top one hundred, I mean, yeah, K was there. Or is it K? I'm I honestly I'm running on fumes right now. Uh, yeah, it's he, Anthony K. Thank you. He was he was in the nineties a week ago. He's that's a top hundred prospect. What and then this kid is only eighteen. He's not going to be ranked until he shows. Uh, the scouts a little bit more, but he'll be there. He's got all the stuff to be a top hundred prospect. He will be there. And you're right, Jake. It's just because people. It's it's a now thing. They're not there now, so they're not good. I was like, no, that guy was there. You just didn't care about baseball prospect rankings up until or, three or hours you ago, or you didn't care about him until yeah. this happened. So 
you didn't look at baseball's top 100 prospect rankings until three days ago when Stroman was supposed to be gone. <laughs> exactly. And so um, now you're like, oh, he's not a top 100 guy. This is crap. The Jays got fleeced. It's like, no, no. I'm going to take, in any situation, I'm going to take uh, Ross Atkins, no matter what you think of him. He's a professional baseball executive, and he made a damn good team in the Cleveland Indians. So I'm going to take his opinion well over – I don't know, Joe123 on Twitter that thinks the Jays got raped or smoked. Excuse me. That's the wrong word to use. But. Um, fleeced is the word I usually use. I wanted to use fleeced, but that's. You didn't, want to, be, you didn't want to be um, basic with that? Hmm? Well, one thing I will say, too, people got so upset when the, the Blue Jays did not trade Donaldson in the offseason because of what happened with his situation. It, let's say the Blue Jays did not trade Strowman, decided to hold on to him. He got either injured or his performance was really bad. And then you tanked his value. What would you be more upset about? Losing the value of Marcus Strowman in a trade and then him potentially leaving over for nothing? Or you just pretty much rip off the Band-Aid now and just say, suck it up for the point where this team can potentially contend in the AL East, which... Right now, I'm sorry. The AL East is a little scary. When you look at how the AL East is a murderer's row right now, especially with Tampa getting better. Pitchers. Holy I don't know. I think Tampa Bay is extremely overrated. They are very overrated. Yeah, like but that. they're winning games. I mean, uh, are they though? I know they started out really hot, but since then they've kind of been like the a Blue 500 Jays. team. Well, that's not hard. <laughs> no, the Royals are but... winning more than the Blue Jays. Oh okay. God. I'm yeah. saying if the Blue Jays want to get to the playoffs, they have to beat the Rays, who might not be good, but they're better than the Blue Jays. And then they have to beat the Yankees and the Red Sox. I think they could beat the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox are on a yeah. decline right now. The Red Sox do this every year, though. They go from World Series to fighting for a wild card spot. Or Man, that really pisses fans off, too. Cause fans I don't know what Boston does. It's, it's literally World Series and then miss the playoffs next year. It's been a thing for like the last decade. And I love it because it put, it makes their fans really angry. Oh, and yeah, then the, fans. It, it's the Yankees are the ones that worry me the most because they've got, you know, a nucleus built, as Jake mentioned, all the guys oh, yeah. that they have, you know. But if you're the if you're a Blue Jays fan, look, there's no chance of them competing this year. Next year, probably not. You know, people like oh we. Somebody had mentioned that the Blue Jays should trade Vlad. Because, no. Let's stop it. Because you don't what? want... And I'm just like, the guy hasn't even stop entered it. his prime yet. Yeah. Anyone we... that thinks they should trade no. Vlad because he's only has 10 home runs at this point in his career can kick rocks. You're an idiot. I don't know. This is trolling. I mean, you're not even It better serious. be trolling. There are people that really believe that. And there are people no, really that there's that. no way. Uh, yeah. No, there's... Just, there just right. block them and move along then. This is the not same even people that think the Marner's better than Matthews. It's the same thing. Toronto sports fans are just fickle and stupid, quite honestly. So Strowman's fans. going back to number seven, by the way. Oh, um, but I... Oh, I mean, I don't really care about that. Not wearing... Just wear 54 when he's in there. Get back to his OG Blues, Blue Jays number. That's right. I forgot about that. Well... That little brief period. One thing I will say is I am more satisfied... With this uh, trade deadline than I was last year, I feel like last year they didn't approach it properly. 
I mean, like the Donaldson one just felt like a here, here, Cleveland, take Donaldson. I mean, that's what it had to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it kind of sick. It sucked, but I mean, the guy yeah. broke down. I mean, you can't do anything about it. It's really um, too bad, too. You would have liked it, but you would have liked it if they took the offer that was apparently out of St. Louis, but you don't know if it. They probably figured, hey, let's get something more when he actually comes back, is healthy, and starts hitting the ball. So that didn't happen. It sucks, but it's what it is. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm a lot more satisfied this time around. And, look, and the fact that they can still add more pieces, too. They got yeah, they're not done. So, um, yeah. And I'm glad that they got the showman trade out of the way. Uh, well, I said I wrote an article that went up on Saturday to say the Blue Jays should remain patient. You also don't want to let a good deal pass up because you want to see what else could potentially be out there, but it might not be what you want. People so. are upset about this trade. It's like they they took what they felt was the best value, and if these perceived prospects aren't the best value in your eyes, then you have to be worried about what the Jays were being offered. Like if you want them to go to the Yankees, the Yankees weren't giving up premium pieces for Stroman. They were going to nickel and dime the Blue Jays. Yeah. And I, I, I mean the I think the everyone that and also what you've been hearing from Minnesota, you saw what they did yesterday. They got fucking Sergio Romo instead of trading for a premium closer. Like these these contenders have been I don't know. Frugal. Nobody they don't has, win. Nobody's really showed up and made a big big move. Um I think it's a mistake. I don't know how the twins can look at their pitching from that Yankee series and go, yeah. We need Sergio Romo, who's like 40 years old, and that will improve us significantly. Kelly, look at the Yankees. I don't know how they can look at their offense that can score 10 every single night and say, wow, we scored like 10 runs a game last week, and we went like 2-5. and five. I don't know how you can look at that and say, yeah, that's, that's a smart way to go. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. It's Trevor Bauer might have done them a favor with his stupidity today. Yeah, I'd, yeah. You, you don't you don't think other teams were were weary of Strowman? He's Trevor Bauer's worse. Trevor Bauer is more of a baby for sure. One thing I also you say saw is, it today. He's just an asshole. I yeah. I can't stand that guy. Terry Francona buried him today in oh yeah. front of everybody. I love it. I I also just like how teams are just like you know oh we're contenders but we want to be contenders. You know, a couple years from now as well. It's like, well, every team's no. like that. If you, you don't. Your team, your fan base wants to see a championship, but you're more worried about winning a championship two years from now. Like, what the no, hell? No, the interesting thing that I saw was, I think it was a Dodgers fan. They were talking about, um, it was like uh, Felipe Vasquez, the closer for them. And somebody, somebody wrote, um... Wow, that's that's uh, way too much. I, know, I I have it right here. Somebody somebody said, uh, any pro. This guy said uh, any prospects are worth a World Series trophy. And this guy said, nope. As you can see with Bellinger and Seager, that's not true. So he basically said, I'd rather keep a prospect instead of winning a championship. And I th- I, I truly think that's what these these GMs are thinking. They're like, I don't want. I don't want to happen to Pittsburgh. I don't. I don't want to happen to me. What just happened to Pittsburgh? Where now they're looking at three 
top prospects pitching for the Rays right now. Like, that, I think that is the big issue. That scared the hell out of teams. That and that Edwin Diaz trade. Well, luckily the Blue Jays weren't afraid to make a deal. We've had something to talk about. Um, I was glad it happened on the weekend and not during the weekday. And with that being said, we are getting close to uh, a really late hour on a Sunday. And most of us have work the next day. So I want to thank you, gentlemen, for hopping on. I know this is kind of last minute, but uh, when trades happen... We try to scramble when we can and make sure we get some words out on uh, out on the on the airwaves. So thank you both for uh, joining us. And uh, one thing I will say, and just to end this off, Marcus Stroman, you brought excitement to the Blue Jays. Yeah, uh, there will be a fan. Swagger. He brought yeah a lot of swagger, you know, and um, you know we'll definitely miss the moment. Like the moments where you won't, well, those will stick. And, you know, hopefully you find what you look for in New York. And at least this ended in a way that it, um, you know, it would have been worse if they didn't make a deal. Let's just say that. Because that would have, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he would have been professional about it and say, I'll just pitch. But, you know, it's hard to kind of go back on when you hear your name constantly in rumors and then you're, yeah. you don't pull a trade, uh, pull the trigger on a trade. So. Yeah, I mean, another thing. Just want to go off from what you were saying. It, it's it sucks to see it, like the guy leave. He you know clearly loved the city and you know being a Blue Jay and all that stuff. But it just reached a point where it was it was obviously not going to work. You know his 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 personality. It doesn't clash with a lot of people, and it clearly didn't clearly didn't mesh with uh, this front office. And I mean, I can't say I blame them. I know a lot of I know a lot of Blue Jays fans who don't like him because of his antics, and I'm not a fan of most of them, but I like the bravado. Um, but he made games fun. He made games fun to follow. Um, you know, yep. he got excited. He was, you know, at Blue Jay. He was at Raptors games. He was at uh, Leafs games, and hopefully, it's not the end for him with the Blue Jays. But if it is, you know, wish him well, and hopefully, hopefully, the prospects that the, they got in return for him end up being players just as good as him. Any final words, Austin? You guys summed it up pretty well. I'm on uh, I'm on Bichette watch now. I like I said, I, Marcus Stroman was a guy that I mean I really enjoyed watching in my time here. He was like the first jersey I had since the Jays moved to the new blue jerseys. I got it after <laughs> excuse me his first start back from the ACL tear uh, when he pitched in New York. I remember watching that game and he was awesome through that playoff run through the playoffs. He's just He's sort of a once-in-a-lifetime player, and just the way he that that way he carries himself, and just how he pitches, he's just you're not going to see somebody like him all the time in the MLB, and I think that's why he gravitated towards a lot of people. Um, and also and, the chip on his shoulder and all that yeah, stuff. Like I said before, that HDMH brand has inspired a lot of people. It's got a lot of people tattooed on their bodies. That saying, and it's made him a lot of was, money too. He was a role model for a lot of people that uh, needed it. So it's shout out to Stro, and there's no hard feelings. Toronto's always going to be his home, and you know it is what it is. Um, we got to move on, unfortunately, but uh, hopefully on to bigger and better for both sides. 
I think Stro would want the Jays to still do well despite his absence, and we want him to succeed as well. Yeah, and uh, who knows? Maybe the Mets and Blue Jays meet in the World Series one day. Mm, that means the Mets have to make the playoffs. That's also true. I mean, the Blue Jays, sorry. <laughs> the Blue Jays would also have to make the playoffs too, so. Yeah, it's also. A, so, with that being said, thank you very much for listening. Uh, you can uh, catch the Tip of the Tower podcast on iTunes. Uh, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast. I'm not even sure if we're on Spotify yet. I have to check in on that. Um, Fansite has started moving podcasts over to Spotify. I don't know if they've brought all of them over, but if we do get there, we will make sure to shout that out on the next one. And uh, yeah, guess what, Mitch Werner? <laughs> You're now going to get a lot Spotlight's of Spotlight's back on you, pal. Spotlight's back on you, so uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll have something to talk about on that front because there really has been nothing. But uh, thank you guys for listening and uh, enjoy the rest of the season. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.